Chapter 34 Dinah, Leah's daughter, whom she had borne to Yaakov, went out to see the women of the land. And Shechem, son of Hamor the Hivite, prince of the land, saw her. He took her and lay with her, forcing her. But his emotions clung to Dinah, Yaakov's daughter. He loved the girl, and he spoke to the heart of the girl. So Shechem said to Hamor his father, saying, Take me this girl as a wife. Now Yaakov had heard that he had defiled Dinah his daughter, but since his sons were with his livestock in the fields, Yaakov kept silent until they came home. Hamor, Shechem's father, went out to Yaakov to speak with him. But Yaakov's sons came back from the fields when they had heard, and the men were pained. They were exceedingly upset, for he had done a disgrace in Israel by lying with Yaakov's daughter. Such a thing is not to be done. Hamor spoke with them, saying, My son Shechem, his emotions are so attached to your daughter, so pray, give her to him as a wife, and make marriage alliances with us, and give us your daughters and our daughters. Take for yourselves, settle among us. The land shall be before you. Settle down, travel about it, obtain holdings in it. And Shechem said to her father and to her brothers, May I only find favor in your eyes. However much you say to me, I will give in payment. To whatever extreme you multiply the bride price and the marriage gift, I will give. However much you say to me, only give me the girl as a wife. But Yaakov's sons answered Shechem and Hamor, his father, with deceit, speaking thus because he had defiled Dinah, their sister. And they said to them, We cannot do this thing. Give our sister to a man who has a foreskin, for that would be a reproach for us. Only on this condition will we comply with you, if you become like us, by having each male among you circumcised. Then we will give you our daughters, and your daughters we will take for ourselves, and we will settle among you, so that we become a single people. But if you do not hearken to us to be circumcised, we will take our daughter and go. Their words seemed good in the eyes of Hamor and the eyes of Shechem, son of Hamor. And the young man did not hesitate to do the thing, for he desired Yaakov's daughter. Now, he carried more weight than anyone in his father's house. When Hamor and Shechem, his son, came back to the gate of their city, they spoke to the men of their city, saying, These men are peaceably disposed toward us. Let them settle in the land and travel about in it, for the land is certainly wide-reaching enough for them. Let us take their daughters as wives for ourselves, and let us give them our daughters, 
but only on this condition will the men comply with us, to settle among us, to become a single people, that every male among us be circumcised, as they are circumcised. Their acquired livestock, their acquired property, and all their beasts, will they not then become ours? Let us only comply with them, that they may settle among us. So they hearken to Hamor and to Shechem his son, all who go out to war from the gate of his city, all the males were circumcised, all who go out to war from the gate of his city. But on the third day it was, when they were still herding, that two of Yaakov's sons, Shimon and Levi, Dinah's full brothers, took each man his sword. They came upon the city feeling secure and killed all the males. And Hamor and Shechem his son, they killed by the sword. Then they took Dinah from Shechem's house and went off. And Yaakov's other sons came up upon the corpses and plundered the city because they had defiled their sister. Their sheep, their oxen, their donkeys, whatever was inside the city and out in the field, they took. All their riches, all their little ones, and their wives, they captured and plundered, as well as all that was in the houses. But Yaakov said to Shimon and to Levi, You have stirred up trouble for me, making me reek among the settled folk of the land, the Canaanites and the Perizzites. For I have men folk few in number. They will band together against me and strike me, and I will be destroyed, I and my household. But they said, Should our sister then be treated like a whore? So ends chapter 34 of this reading of Genesis in 2017. Our culture listening to another. What can you claim and say, that's our people? Genesis 34, Dinah. Here is the tale, too long titled, The Rape of Dinah. Dinah takes a risk, allegedly visiting the women of Hamor, a stranger in a strange land, exploring. We are old enough to know this rhetoric from a more conservative time when initiative and exploration by women was recast as victimization of her innocence or condemnation of her loose morals. Shechem is accused in this text of forceful coercion of Dinah, so we still call it rape, though Hebrew diction does not have the word of a crime by one autonomous individual against another. However violent or non-consensual was the initial encounter, Shechem falls in love with Dinah, tries to do the right thing by marrying her, 
with his father's permission, putting the collective honor of both families and their financial implications back in right relations. Yakov hears of the scandal, bides his time till his sons return from herding. Hamor tries to negotiate a marriage through Yakov, then tries to persuade the eleven sons to assimilate into his tribe for their mutual economic security. Shechem sweetens the deal with the offer of a premium bride price for Rachel. Sons of Yahav counterbid to Hamor that the men of Shechem assimilate to Israel instead through circumcision. Shechem persuades them to agree by arguing to his followers that in reality the assimilation will be of Israel into Hamor's tribe. They accept circumcision, which incapacitates them for a few days. Now the rashful brothers of Leah, Simeon and Levi, take on God's job of vengeance for the unsanctioned union and massacre the men of the city. The rest of the nine brothers, finding the dead bodies, join in the pillaging of the city's stuff. And Yahav castigates them for the risk they draw to their minority people. But they protest that their sister cannot be treated like a whore, like a person without a people, without claims on the collective property and honor of the group. Can we read this not as a moral, personal, individual tale, but as a figure for the plight of minorities resisting assimilation, but keeping their pride? Must we join in reducing Dinah's agency, making her into a victim or a whore, terrorizing her and women ever after her from initiative and exploration, from transgressing boundaries to relate to the world and explore it around her? Give it a minute today. <laughs> 